We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, when last we left you, Chicago White Sox number nine hitter Nicky Delmonico was breaking our hearts with a walk-off home run. Since that moment, Red Sox 30, White Sox 5. Don't get mad, get even, am I right? Let's talk about it, and we'll get to a very productive weekend on the south side of Chicago. Boston, after all the nonsense, after all the fits and starts, a three-game win streak at six out of seven. They're within one game of 500. Here they come. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. Sunshine poking through the clouds of late. Eight out of 11 now in the wind column. You're beginning to rinse and spit the horrible taste of the first four weeks of the season right out of your mouth. Josh Lewin with you. And for the next, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, we're going to talk about the weekend in Chicago. We'll preview what's coming up in Baltimore. You're going to hear from Alex Cora. You'll hear from one of the Saturday heroes, Christian Vasquez, one of the Sunday heroes as well, Xander Bogarts. But the cork that had been in the Red Sox volcano finally popped, really, in Saturday's third inning. And poor Manny Banuelos had to step through all the lava. Uh, 10 for 10 went the Red Sox off the shell-shocked Banuelos after he had set down eight in a row. A season-high 20 hits Saturday, nine for extra bases. They were bringing sand to the beach. They, they were already doing fine. They just kept doing better on their way to a 15-2 win. Friday night, it was a 6-1 to win behind Chris Sale, returning to the scene of the crime, if you will. Of course, he was a Chicago White Sox. They dealt him away. The six innings of 10-strikeout ball, that went beautifully. Rafael Devers finally got his first home run of the year, and it was no cheapy. 436 to dead central in Chicago. Michael Chavis hit one 459 on that night, on Friday night. A lot more on Chavis coming up, because Chavis has the second most uh, home runs ever for a Red Sox player through 15 Major League games. And uh, in that particular game on Saturday night, Second most total bases for a Red Sox rookie in the last 20 years. Had a four-hit game. First Red Sox player to do that this year, by the way. Two homers and a double as part of that. The Saturday night game really was more compelling than the Friday game, even though you enjoyed the Friday game because of sale. It was crazy. Banuelo started out perfectly and then just couldn't get anybody out. And you thought this was going to be the kind of game where you'd have a position player pitch, but the White Sox had already done that crazily enough the night before. In a game that was only 6-1, to one, they decided to let Jose Rondon throw 50-mile-an-hour slop up there. And guys were all but killing themselves trying to figure out what to do about that. But uh, Banuelos, you talk about wearing it. They let him go, well, and faced 10 batters in a row and got none of them out after that 0-for-8 beginning. So uh, when they, they finally mercifully took him out, uh, it was the first time that the Red Sox, to, to our knowledge, had had 10-for-10, 10 10, literally, and uh, the last time any team had done that, the Colorado Rockies actually had an 11-for-11 11 11 
back in 2010. So if hitting's contagious, that was the measles uh, on Saturday night. And, and lost in the avalanche run scored a terrific effort from Eduardo Rodriguez. Six innings, six strikeouts, just one first inning run allowed. And the Sox have now won each of his last five starts. Rick Porcello on Sunday, trying to maintain the momentum of his last three starts. He had gone 2-0 with a 2-2 ERA. Fastball command, a lot of sliders in the uh, previous win against the Oakland A's. And the starters overall have been great. One home run allowed in their last six starts coming into Sunday. And back to April 12th, the best ERA from a rotation in the entire American League. Mookie Betts had the day off on Sunday, but he's been killing it. Remember, he began the, the season hitting 200 he had a 676 OPS through 19 games, was making some uncharacteristic blunders in the field, but Mookie's back. They didn't need him on Sunday. Do need Jackie Bradley to start getting going. He, uh, he did have one solid line drive and a bloop single in the game on Sunday. A lot of the talk, though, was about Chavis, and before we get to the actual game recap, let's talk a little Michael Chavis. He did not do much, granted, on Sunday, but going into that game, we were telling you he... Uh, Definitely had the American League's attention. Six home runs and 48 at-bats. That's one out of every eight opportunities, if I'm doing the math correct. Only Sam Horn had done what he'd done in Red Sox history. Six major league homers in his first 14 games. Not bad for a guy who's got no car and no clothes right now. His truck is back in Pawtucket. He's been living out of a suitcase now for two weeks, filling the thing as he goes with the occasional run to TJ Maxx for socks and underwear. Average home run as a big leaguer so far, 429 feet. One line drive missile to the monster seats at Fenway was clocked at a mere 374. So if you take that one away, he's averaging more like 440 every time he hits it out. He had four home runs at Pawtucket, too, and most of those were over 440. If you total it all up, kid's got 10 home runs already between AAA and the majors. And you got to love the 510 and under club with this team. For years, Dustin Pedroia at five foot whatever, Betts is just 5'9, Bradley's 5'10, Chavis is 5'10. All those guys, especially Betts and Chavis, just lightning quick hands and the power generated from a very strong pair of legs. Chavis started his pro career four for 56 in the Gulf Coast League and was kind of questioning whether or not he could really do this for a living. And and it's really neat to see him come along, get this done at this measure. He's got an OPS in the top five in the major league since he's been called up. And He's due for a little bit of a downturn at some point. He already had one in AAA. He was 0 for 22 in one stretch with Pawtucket the first week of the season. So who at that point could have seen all of this coming? Got to mention Rafi Devers here, too. It was 2 for 5 Saturday with a walk, and then some more shenanigans on, on Saturday. I thought a reasonable goal coming out of spring training for Devers this year was to raise his home run total to 30, cut the error total to 20. His pace right now is five home runs and 44 errors, so uh, not quite. Mitch Moreland, got to talk about him for a sec, even with his nine home runs. Red Sox wins above replacement at first base this year, has ranked 28th right now. A lot of that is the struggles of Steve Pierce, but uh, Moreland, even with the power, came into the game hitting only 202. Nunez, Pierce, some other guys have got to get it going, and Nunez, at least, would have a little bit of a... well, a contribution in the one on Sunday. But before we get there, I want to take you back, if you don't mind, to Saturday. Christian Vasquez, who already has five home runs this year. He had uh, five a couple years ago in 99 games. But here he is, is on uh, basically Cinco de Mayo, 5-5. Five, five. He's got five. And this could be a, a really interesting season for Vasquez going forward. He ended up with four hits in the game on the 4th of May. Yes, May the 4th 
be with you. A lot was going on on Saturday. You had the Kentucky Derby. May the horse be with you, I suppose. But uh, it was 15 runs on 21 hits for Boston, 2-7-4 and four in that game for Chicago. But uh, Vasquez, since he had four of those hits, let's hear from him. He joined us after the game on Saturday night. Well, back here at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field, we visit with Christian Vasquez, who had a four-hit game. And, Christian, you started something with two out and nobody on. In the third inning, you singled. You later had another hit in the same inning, and the Red Sox got nine runs on ten straight hits. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> we scored all our runs. That's what happened. Uh, <laughs> and, no, I was trying to get on base. You know, this, the starting guys of the lineup is coming, so... You know, go ahead and, you know, Mookie drives two runs. Banuelos had retired the first eight that he faced, Christian. Is it something that you guys figured out, or did he get off his game, or, or what do you think happened there? We swing good pitches, you know. He was trying, you know, he pitched, he threw a couple of pitches on the plate, and, you know, we get good swings on the ball. So, you know, I think we're attacking better, you know, Yesterday and, 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 and today, better, you know, the, the starters and the pitchers, and, you know, we're playing better ball. We talked about keeping the line moving. That was the case. <laughs> 14 men bat, nine score. Uh, that's uh, shades of what you did a lot last year. Yeah, you know, it's, that's part of us, you know, is attack and, and, and keep, you know, score runs, and, and that's why... You know, we won last year, you know. We need to do this year again and and keep playing great ball. Christian, as much as I want to ask you about your stellar play at second base tonight, uh, I do want to talk to you about catching Eddie Rodriguez. It looked like in the first couple innings he was kind of trying to figure some things out. He really clicked in and, and pitched very well after that, I thought. Yeah, he was attacking the zone, strike one. That's the key for him. Uh, then you mix some pitches, and, and the change was awesome tonight. I think that's his best pitch, and he was working. That was a very athletic play you made, too. The ball off of Velasquez's glove there and playing second base. Uh, is that a lot of fun? Yeah, that's that's my dream come true, you know. <laughs> when I started that game in Boston, second base, that's more, one of my goals in, in baseball, so I'm happy. You know, I love ground balls. You know, it's fun, and, you know, get the W tonight is well, great. You, you know how it's been going lately, Christian, because I know you've been paying attention. If you play second base these days, you also have to pitch because <laughs> Rondon, Rondon did that. We've seen Nunez do that for the Red Sox this year. We're not going to see that one, are we? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw it like Rondon slow. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got the great arm, but we'd rather see you swing the bat and yeah. catch uh, and play second base. But uh, that was a lot of fun. Do you think, uh, of course, you know, momentum stops with the next day's pitcher, but uh, this has to be a great confidence for the offense. And when you're hot, you can stay hot for a while, right? Yeah, we're going to came, come tomorrow and do the same thing. You know, Porcello threw a great job last outing, and, you know, I think he's going to do the same thing tomorrow. First four-hit game since uh, 2017 for Christian Vasquez tonight. Terrific work, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right, there you have your Christian Vasquez, and we'll get you to a Sunday conversation as well. Sounds like ESPN. Sunday conversation with Xander Bogarts, but we'll get to why he's relevant. The Sunday game, Boston taking a one nothing lead in the second. Mitch Moreland, RBI single. He would have two of those in this game, also two walks. Mitch had come in with 14 of his 20 hits for the year for extra bases. 
two skinny little singles in this one, and that'll absolutely play in support of Rick Porcello, who got a no decision, but he was very good. He gave up a couple solo homers, one in the fifth, one in the sixth. Uh, giving one up to Jose Abreu is understandable. He's already got eight this year. He's got the most runs batted in in the American League, so he won a long way. Ryan Cordell hit the other. Brandon Workman came on, actually got the win by pitching a scoreless seventh. It was the eighth when the Red Sox went crazy. After Moreland had driven in the, a run in the second inning, and J.D. Martinez drove in another in the fifth, kind of a little bloop into right to get it done. It was a 2-2 ball game into the eighth inning, and a beleaguered Chicago White Sox bullpen just could not get it done. They started the inning with Kelvin Herrera, and it did not go well for him at all. It's a guy that used to throw 100, is now throwing 95, and it shows. He was all over the place, too. And in this game, there were nine walks from the Chicago White Sox pitchers, only one from Boston pitchers. That ended up being a thing. None of the first seven walks had come in to score, though, for the Red Sox. And then finally, you figured it was only a matter of time. It was kind of big on the tick, 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 and not a lot with the boom for most of the game. But then, yeah, in the eighth inning, it all came rolling home. And it started with one out. Rafael Devers took one the other way. He's been doing that a lot. Hit one off the base of the wall, looked like a double. But the left fielder, Delmonico, hustled it back in. So Devers slams on the brakes, draws a throw from Tim Anderson. Very aggressive in a 2-2 game, trying to capture him. Ball gets away. Abreu retrieves it. He throws the ball away in a left field. Devers ends up belly flopping in the third. Michael Chavis, a walk. He did have two of those in this game. Then Mitch Moreland, the other uh, single that we mentioned. And after a, a Pierce strikeout, he had a lousy day, 0 for 5, three strikeouts in this one. Jackie Bradley Jr. with a walk. And then a pinch hit appearance by Nunez. And a lot of people were thinking, why wouldn't you pinch hit Mookie Betts? It's a 3-2 game in the eighth. Got the bases loaded. Why not break it open with Mookie? But Alex Cora knows what he's doing. Alex Cora took a look at the stats. It showed 5 for 8 lifetime with a home run. Nunez against Herrera. And all he did was dribble one down the third base line. Exit Velo seemed like four miles an hour. The ball rolled right to the bag, hit the bag at third. Fair ball, run scores, and they go to the bullpen again. Andrew Benintendi walks, and boy did he walk. They brought on Caleb Frere, uh, who wasn't exactly close to the zone. In fact, ball four was all the way back to the screen. And Benintendi gets credit for an RBI walk. He ended up walking three times in the last four innings of this game. Xander Bogart's up next, looking to put it away. Xander last year, 9 for 16, three salamis with the bases loaded. And the Red Sox have the most grand slams since 2013 in all of Major League Baseball. Bogey did it. He hooked one down the left field line, out it went, and that broke the game wide open. We talked to Xander Bogart's on the Xander postgame Bogart's show. Mr. After. Bases loaded. Does Xander three grand slams last year, 9 for 15. Now you're 3 for 7 with a grand slam and 10 RBIs. You like to see those bases juiced, huh? I, I, I honestly like to see him with less than two outs. <laughs> I do. And that takes a little of the pressure off because you can make an out and still get a run home. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. And last night I, I got a similar situation. I got a a fastball right down the middle. I kind of regretted that the whole night. Uh, and tonight, I mean, I wasn't even today. I wasn't even looking for it, you know. And I mean, I was I wasn't seeing the ball well. I wasn't swinging it that well. But it kind of hit on my bat, and it went out. It was a good one. Well, you, you did have a two-run homer yesterday too. That was part of that amazing nine-run inning. And you guys yeah. almost followed it up with another one of those things. You got a seven-run eighth today so it it seems like Xander all it takes now is one big inning and you guys are fine yeah I, I really think it starts with the starting pitchers man I mean we got to give them really credit for what they uh, have done since the start of the season uh 
these guys have been pitching real well. I mean, especially from Rick's last game that he threw a shutout. I mean, from, from then until now, it's been pretty much stellar starts by all of them. And, and, and they're giving us a real chance to, to, to stay in the game and also to give them a chance and let our offense click so we can do some big things for them. That's a great point. There were some yeah. fun plays, too. How about the Rafi Devers hitting the ball off the fence and then the, yeah, the we had, We've been playing good, man. Third. We've been playing good. A lot of hustle. Uh, Devers started that eating. I think it gave us a little energy. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know we had a night game, day game. Sometimes your body's tired. But I think that kind of rejuvenated us a little bit. And one of those things that we needed, you know. We needed, we, as I was saying the other day, we need some few breaks. And I think we've gotten enough. <laughs> and for, for you personally, Xander, obviously another great start to your season. And, and I, I'm looking out there. Every time you're playing defense, I, I, there's Chavis, who's barely 23. Devers is 22. You're like the most mature old guy out there all of a sudden. I know, I know. These guys got to try to keep the focus up. You know, I, I mean, I, I talk to Chavis a lot, especially uh, getting, getting in communication with the pitchers and, and who's covering the base. So, uh, I mean, it's a, that's little detail stuff that I think uh, – the younger kids will get once they once they get more older and they'll appreciate it because I, I did the same thing with Petey and obviously he helped me a lot with that. So I, I know I know how hard it is on, on younger guys. So I'm definitely not giving them a hard time. Well, I know you you're good to everybody <laughs> Thank and you. you communicate so well with them too. Whatever the language, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I know I know I know they're young. I know that obviously no one wants to mess up. Uh, I know Devers has had a, a few errors this year that, that I know a lot of people get on him for that. But I think he's played great defense. His range is unbelievable. Uh, it's so weird. The tough plays he seems to make and the, and the easy ones he seems to miss, you know. And, and I think I've always been telling him, those things come with experience. They come with time. And, and, and the more mature you get, the more the, the, the more in-game plays you get, I think the better he'll get. So I, I, I believe he'll be a, a very solid defensive third baseman. Yes, I do, too. I think uh, you're right on with that. And Thank you. uh, You're always fun to talk to, Xander. Thank you, guys. Thank <laughs> a lot you of fun. Thanks, Thanks for joining Bye. us. Congratulations. Thank Fifth you. career Grand Slam. Thanks to Xander Bogarts. He hit the Grand Slam off Manaya, the guy that had just come up from AAA, right after the other guy from AAA, Frere, had come in to give up that bases-loaded walk. So if those two guys had just missed their flight on Sunday morning, they were trying to get from Norfolk to Chicago, and, and they did it on basically no sleep. And then they both went out there and pitched like they had basically had no sleep. The Red Sox on Saturday and Sunday outscore the White Sox by the count of 30 to 5. And it really is beginning to look like the Red Sox have this thing going now. So on uh, Cinco de Mayo on Sunday, uh, they were the Mexican Army and Chicago was the French Empire. And uh, the Red Sox improved to 17 and 18. Uh, the, the big highlight, obviously, the nine run third inning from Saturday. But then you top it off with a seven-run eighth inning on Sunday. There was a five-run inning, a seven-run inning, and a nine-run inning for the Red Sox in a stretch of, well, essentially not even 24 hours. And all the moaning we've been doing this year about, boy, they're settling, right? They've got only one run when it should be more, only two when it should be five. They got a five, a seven, and a nine. So I guess we can kind of shut up about that. Nine runs, nine hits, no errors for the Red Sox on Sunday. Two, six, and two for the White Sox. And now... It is on to Baltimore. And in the words of the Counting Crows, it's raining in Baltimore, but everything else is the same. Baltimore did get rained out on Sunday, and, and that is why they're going to kind of move around their rotation here. Now, they've got a guy that I think has been doing some really good work for them, and Jonathan Means. He was very strong against the Red Sox back at Fenway a couple weeks ago. He's going to get the start now on Monday, and that's a guy to watch out for. Uh, the Orioles have one good player right now, really. It's Trey Mancini. He's got an OPS of around 960. And uh, this is a guy that was supposed to break out last year. Kind of did, but not really. 
He's hitting 336 now, so that is a breakout. The Orioles play a Rule 5 shortstop. Richie Martin's good defensively, but he's hitting only 183. Of course, Chris Davis is doing his Chris Davis thing. He's hitting 167. Up and down their lineup, they're struggling. Uh, Dwight Smith Jr. is having a nice year, 298 batting average, six home runs. But the Orioles, 12-22, and 22, they've allowed an astonishing 75 home runs already. They've hit 35. They've allowed 75. So here are the Red Sox. I, I know it's greedy to go in and say you got to sweep or you will sweep. But if they take two out of three... It's a 5-2 and two road trip, and they're back with a 500 record. If they can do better than that, if they can actually sweep, they come home above 500 with Seattle and Colorado and Houston coming in to Fenway. So looks like the Red Sox have it together. And uh, if you wanted to hear from Alex Cora after the Sunday game, it's our last piece of the puzzle. We, we do have that interview for you. So right before we sign off, we'll give you a little AC. He was outstanding. Uh, command, tempo, um, off-speed pitches, in and out of the zone. Um, you know, a fastball right down the middle and a changeup that he hung to a brew. But uh, he gave us a chance to win, and that's what we we want from these guys. You know, go six, seven, give us a chance to win. Win offensively, we we gonna score some runs, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that he went out there and performed that way. How many times did you think Rafael was out during that play? Uh, once, actually. Uh, you know, he he crushed that ball. And as soon as he left Philly got it, I was like, oh, he better stop. But he read it well. He came back. Uh, Anderson took a chance in that, in that one. And uh, his elbow ball got away, and uh, he, he made a, a good read. But, uh, you know, he, he's been swinging about well. That, that's a good swing against a, a tough righty. And uh, he made some good decisions. Uh, you know, it was a pretty good baseball game by us uh, all around. We played good defense. We pitched well, put good at bats, uh, even... You know, the gods of Babbitt helped us out at one point. So um, it was cool to see three out of four, and now we go to Baltimore. How oh, nice. Two days in a row, a big crooked number inning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, that's what we do. Uh, we, 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 I've been saying all along since we went to Tampa, we, you know, the lineup is moving, the line is moving. It's just a matter of getting that big hit. And, um, you know, we put some quality at bats, and then Xander put the big swing there with the bases loaded. And, uh, you know, we feel good where we're at. Um, as a team, it's getting better. We we still have uh, <clears throat> stuff to, that we have to clean out, and you know, to, to get where we want to go. But uh, you know, it's good. You know, we we're, we're almost there, in neutral. You know, I think it, what is it, one more game or whatever. 
run differential. I know that's a big topic for everybody. We're even, so now we go. Alex, is starting for tomorrow? Uh, Smitty is going to start tomorrow. Yeah. Why, why him over for last week? Because we have protection. Yeah, he hasn't pitched in a while, so we'll go with him tomorrow. Yeah. How much do you think he could give you, Alex? Uh, 12 outs, 15 outs. Yeah. Alex, there's a report in a paper in Puerto Rico that you're not going to the White House on Thursday. Can you confirm that? Yeah, I can confirm it. Yeah, I'm not going. Um, like the report said, you know, um, the government has done, you know, some things back home that are great, you know, but uh, as the report said, you know, we still uh, have a long ways to go, you know, and that's our re reality. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty tough, you know, to go celebrate when we're in, in where we at, you know, um, and I, I'd rather not go and just, you know, be consistent with everything. Alex, there was a point, at one point you said you thought you could go and represent yourself and say something. No. What was, what kind of came down to doing one or the other? Conversations with loved ones and everybody that really care about Alex and uh, the closest ones to me, you know, we talk about it and we decide that uh, this is the best way to do it. Will you, um, will you return with the team on Wednesday or will you stay with them? Wednesday night, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you concerned at all um, about this having any, you know, what people's reaction is going to be to this? No, because uh, there's going to be a reaction anyways. What was the reaction of the Red Sox when you told them? Oh, they understand. I mean, just like everybody else, you know, and it's, uh, it's an option, you know, it's not mandatory. And, uh, you know, I talked to them uh, a few days ago about it and uh, they, they they were okay with it. Did you have to wrestle with this? Um, not wrestle, just uh, talk to people and, and make a, a good decision. One thing for me, you know, I, I do things with conviction. You know, that's who I am. And, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of people, but I think at the end, the, the closest ones to me, now, uh, they understand where I'm coming from, and, and you know, this is what I decide. All right, that's the skipper, and it's time to say goodbye to Chicago, along to Baltimore. The connective tissue, I think, on this road trip, the two ballparks. The one in Chicago, not done very well. Uh, they'll always be outdrawn by the Cubs, who have the far better ballpark. Uh, no buses or hauling groups in from Iowa to see whatever they're calling, I guess, is guaranteed rate field now. I still want to call it Comiskey. They, they definitely roll the buses up to Wrigley, just eight miles north. And the first of the retro masterpieces could have been south side of Chicago, but no, uh, it's Oriole Park at Camden Yards. May still be the best of all of those, just because of how unique it is with the B&O warehouse as a natural backdrop. Al Kaline says he developed that cannon right field throwing arm of his growing up in Baltimore, throwing rocks at that uh, not necessarily that warehouse, but a lot of the railroad cars they used to, uh, to have go by there. Babe Ruth's dad operated a saloon in the early 1910s in what is now center field. I mean, there's just so much cool history around that ballpark, even though the ballpark's only been around since the early 90s. Swing and a miss by Chicago and a home run for Baltimore when it comes to the ballparks. But we'll tell you more about the Orioles going forward. We'll actually wait till we have a game in Baltimore, and we'll do that happily for you after the game on Monday night. But for now, got to sign off, got to get on. This is Josh Lewin. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's called Sox Daily. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom